Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm so stoked to have you guys here again today. Uh, today I'm chatting about a topic that I feel like I get a lot of questions on because it's a real, I almost want to use the word fad, like it's quite a fad topic in the sense that everyone has heard about or knows a little bit about um, candida. So or, you know, yeast overgrowth. So there's two kind of components there. There is a lot of different types of yeast that I see come up on GI maps and um, the GR360, which I run. But a lot of people just refer to a yeast overgrowth as candida. So for today's case, I'm chatting about candida uh, more specifically, but there are a lot of other different types of yeast that can show up. Uh, so it's always interesting to sort of understand what or why or sort of what's driving them. Um, but for the sake of today, we are chatting about candida and just going through some of those main sort of things of what you need to know about it, how to treat it, um, what are the most common symptoms and a lot of those things. Because I know a lot of these guys struggle with it or have heard a lot about candida and don't actually know what you're hearing about. So for those who are new here, uh, I am Sheridan Decker and I work inside um, running a program called the Root Cause Program. So that is where I help women over a minimum of six months uh, start to make changes to their microbiome, their hormonal balance, their stress state, uh, their diet, their exercise, all those things to see a whole holistic shift uh, rather than just going in and just treating the gut or just treating hormones or just treating food allergies. I believe it is a whole big holistic approach. So if you want to know more about that, uh, jump to the link in the show notes, have a squeeze there, join my private Facebook group, uh, Gut Health Solutions. There's lots of information inside there or the easiest way to get me is Sheridan underscore functional nutrition on Instagram. But let's jump into today's topic. So what is candida again? So candida is a form of fungus. It lives in your digestive tract. It colonizes your gut. So it can often overpower the good bacteria that keep it in check. Okay. So when we have an overgrowth, it's actually overgrown and it's just caused that imbalance in the sort of that good bacteria to drop. Sometimes you get more opportunistic bacteria as well. Um, and we sort of get this havoc wrecked onto the gut so causing it to come leaky and leading to a huge range of symptoms now candida can penetrate your intestinal lining so it can cause your gut like i said to become leaky allowing undigested food particles toxins viruses bacteria to pass into your bloodstream this is when we get an inflammatory response from your immune system in our attempt to fight off these foreign invaders um, and over time we can develop 
autoimmune diseases. So things like candida that do embed into that gut lining are are quite dangerous long-term because if you think about your gut lining, you should have cells that sit shoulder to shoulder inside that gut. Uh, Your food should pass by quite easily. But what is happening when the the candida is embedding between those cells, they're separating and you're getting what we call a leaky gut because the cells separate things um, like your undigested food, your toxins, your viruses pass below into your bloodstream. So your food should be here, your cell linings here and your bloodstream is here. So when they come in, this is when we can get this inflammatory based response. So why do people get a candida overgrowth? So we know that there are some, you know, long-term sort of severe side effects of it. If someone has leaky gut already, so if we're thinking of birth control, pathogens, um, antibiotics, bad bacteria, all things that can disrupt that healthy cell lining, or if we don't have enough acomantia, so enough of our good gut flora, that can disrupt that cell lining as well. So these things can obviously um, exacerbate our candida overgrowth, but also stuff like being high in estrogen, so being high in copper, um, this can uh, support a candida overgrowth, a really poor diet. So a lot of sugar um, is a big one that a lot of people know about, but a lot of sugar, a lot of fermented foods or a lot of alcohol will also exacerbate that candida overgrowth. But the most common one I normally see is like a long round of antibiotics. So it's just damaged a lot of that good gut flora. So therefore, your opportunistic bacteria or your yeast overgrowths, um, which again are very opportunistic, uh, can thrive in that environment. So some of the main symptoms that I see, brain fog is a really big one. Skin and nail infections is a big one as well. Digestive issues, so bloating, constipation, um, especially I tend to see more bloating Autoimmune conditions, so psoriasis, Hashimoto's um, can be linked into candida overgrowths. Skin issues is a big one across the board, whether it's bumps on your skin, whether it's rashes and whether it's eczema. Thrush UTIs, um, thrush is a big one, but being mindful that you don't have to have a huge candida overgrowth to have thrush necessarily because the vaginal microbiome has its own microbiome as well. They are all linked. They do all talk to each other. Bacteria does move around, but it is not the be all and the end all. Um, or you don't, you know, just because you don't have thrush doesn't mean you don't have uh, candida overgrowth. Allergies, for me, it was like perfume. Um, I was really sensitive to smells, perfume. I had bumps on the back of my arm. I had brain fog. I had dandruff. I had psoriasis. Um I had yeah other skin issues across the board. Um, all those things I found were quite significant things that cleared up mostly when I cleared my candida overgrowth. Um, and sugar and carb cravings are a big one because the candida, the yeast wants food, okay? Give, give the people the food. Uh, so if you find that you eat a lot of food such as sugars or sweeteners, um, wine and beer are big ones as well. Alcohol can also suppress your immune system, system and worsen leaky gut. So generally, if you're in a gut healing protocol, I go, please just hold off. Dried fruits and juices are a big one. Gluten and grains, um, just because grains can be harder on that digestive tract. So if it's already compromised, we can feed those digestive overgrowths. Beans and legumes, um, even though they're a great source of plant protein, 
the amount of starch in them can again be a food for the candida and they can be tricky to digest so again partially digested food feeds these overgrowths and then also fermented food so a lot of people think that kombucha is the be on the end all for gut issues but I personally believe that anyone with a candida overgrowth should avoid fermented foods until their yeast population is under control because we don't want to add more yeast or more ferments on top of a already um, fermentable bacterial driven environment. Now, one of the most common concerns I see is that candida infections and SIBO is similar in the sense these infections come back all the time. So if you're someone who's battling with stubborn and recurrent candida overgrowth and you've done testing, you know that's what you got. Um, some of the things you really need to refer back to is one, obviously a dietary point of view. So eliminating processed sugars, processed carbs, sticking to your whole food diet principles. I sometimes do like to use a little bit more of a paleo approach with a candida overgrowth. So even things like your rices and stuff, sometimes I'll pull back on slightly. Now this varies because candida is and yeast are very opportunistic in the sense that they will thrive off fats and stuff as well if you pull away their carbohydrate source. But doing some dietary changes and removing some of those real high fructose or high sugar things is going to make a really big difference. And across the board, because we're not just thinking about candida here, we're trying to change the whole microbiome state. So more fresh fruits and veggies, more of your um, prebiotic type rich foods, your herbs, your spices, a little bit of nuts and seeds, uh, those things that your berries, stuff that's high in polyphenols is going to help refeed that good gut flora. Um, Yeah, have you run a stool or urine test? You know 100% it's candida and it's not bacterial pathogenetic. So you do need to know what you're dealing with first and foremost. Also, if it's reoccurring, have you addressed the leaky gut? A lot of people go in and like a kill phase and they remove the bacteria, they remove the yeast, they remove the candida, but they don't address the underlying leaky gut, which is just going to leave um, these reoccurrence. And that's the same as supporting that upper digestion as well as the lower digestion. And this is a real common one in SIBO. People don't, I guess, go all the way back to creating good stomach acid, looking at zinc, looking at B12, supporting that whole digestive environment. So you're always getting this partially undigested food coming through, which is then what's feeding candida and feeding SIBO and feeding these overgrowths. Uh, So one of the most common questions I get asked is how do we test for candida? So there is actually a spit test you can do at home. Um, It is non-specific. You can Google it, Google candida spit test. Um, But you can also do a blood test for IgG, IgA and IgM candida uh, antibodies in your blood. So this can be confusing um, as candida can lower your immune response, giving you a false negative. So I prefer to use either the urine oats test. So this detects um, a waste product of a, of a candida overgrowth um, and an ele- elevated amount. So this obviously means you have an overgrowth 
or um, a GR360 or GR map, a comprehensive stool test, okay? So this is my favourite test as it kind of measures the different types of fungi and yeast, but also those influencing factors around why you have a candida overgrowth. So parasites, um, poor liver function, um, you know, what bacteria is in there. So I think it's really important to sort of have that whole going, okay, that whole digestive picture, that whole microbiome picture, that whole stress picture, that whole liver picture, that whole um, dietary picture as well. So understanding sort of, yeah, what those key drivers are. Now, when it comes to balancing candida, so candida lives in your mouth and intestines in small amounts, really, and its job is to aid with digestion and nutrient absorption. We don't need to remove it. We need to rebalance it so it doesn't cause that leaky gut and those further health conditions. So generally, I always use a dietary-based approach, but then I'll want to use something with the herbal base, okay? So caprylic acid is a really great place to start. It um, attacks the candida cell walls. So this is found in coconut oil, but it'd be hard to get a sufficient amount. So often I use it in a supplement form. Uh, you can also use herbs such as berberine, oregano, um, which will also address bacteria. So if we know what bacteria we've got, we can then start to you know, play around with what herbs we want to use. If there's caprylic acid we want to use, what sort of you know, protocols. I generally would treat it from a parasite bacteria point of view first and then come back and redress the yeast just because, like I've said, yeast is opportunistic. So if there's other things going on, the yeast is going to be thriving. Um, the GPs do have um, medications they will use like Nystatin, which I had tried over the years before, um, before I got into the functional medicine side of things. This, um, yeah, these are used sort of as antifungal medications. So you can use, there's some that you can use on skin. Um, there is some internal medications you can use as well to try and treat these yeast overgrowths. Again, you need to know what, what you're dealing with. And this goes the same back to um, vaginal yeast infections. You need to know that it is a candida yeast infection because I thought I've had yeast infections before and it's actually been BV. So it's really important to understand what it is and then you can treat it effectively and then also go, okay, we need to treat the larger microbiome as well, like from the large intestine and rebalance everything out like as a whole systemic approach. And you do need to be consistent with your diet with things like this okay so there is a period of time like when you're taking your herbs or your antimicrobials or your probiotics that have been like really really good like your saccharomyces boulardii your lactobacillus so all these things that help inhibit a candida overgrowth and also reduce inflammation these are really really important um, but i always say a period of two to three months on an anti-candida diet is quite important as well in the sense that you're making conscious choices to not binge on chocolates and sweets and alcohol and all that sort of stuff because you need to get that microbiome under balance before you can go back and start pulling them inconsistently. So I always say use your herbal approach, use your probiotics, address your root cause stuff, so your underlying sort of 
whether it's liver detoxing, um, whether it is your digestive enzyme, whether it's stress, whether, you know, whatever it is, address all those things, use your herbal approach, work with your diet, remove a lot of those sugary, sweet foods, processed foods, make sure you're on a whole food diet. If you're already on a real clean sort of whole food diet, then sort of assess your carbohydrate load. Is that impacting and sort of what other surrounding factors are there? Do you have SIBO as well? Do you have parasites as well? Like what what else is going on? Is there estrogen dominance that could be um, disrupting it too? So understand all of that, follow your dietary principles. And then when you come off your herbs, then still staying and following that dietary principles for about a month and make sure your body is sort of readjusted quite well. And then you might be able to going back to drinking a bit more again or having sweets more regularly or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, a lot of people feel like they're on a whole food diet, but they might eat a lot of dates or a lot of bananas or, you know, um, even a lot of processed nuts, um, all those kinds of things, which I go, well, you don't actually need high amounts of fructose or high amounts of these in the diet. Let's focus more on, yeah, your your potatoes or your sweet potatoes or things, which is what I really like. Um, but in saying that, you just got to be mindful of symptoms because some people can't tolerate a high carb load. So usually we'll strip it all back and then I'll work with you to slowly introduce your dairy, slowly introduce your carbs, slowly introduce your fructose, find out where your tolerance is. And then we go from there. So I hope that was helpful. A lot of information around yeast there, but my, my big thing is please test, don't guess. Like that's really, really important. Um, use a root cause approach when you're addressing any gut infections, candida, parasites, bacteria, hormonal stuff as well. Nothing acts in isolation. There's always two or three compounding issues. So work through that first. Um, if you want to assess your gut health, use the link in the show notes and do that quiz uh, to have a see where your gut health is sitting. Follow me on Instagram, Sheridan underscore functional nutrition. Join my private Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions. And please, please leave me a sneaky review of the podcast. I really appreciate it. And it helps the podcast grow, which is beneficial in supporting more women. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and please holler with any candida questions. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking. Music.